Welcome to Omla's Visionary Wellbeing Podcast for individuals and businesses to thrive. And in this podcast, I'm speaking to interesting people who are business leaders or experts within the field of health and well-being. I'm so happy that you've decided to listen in to this episode and I hope it will bring you some inspiration and clarity how you can go about your day to boost your health and well-being, to increase your um, happiness at work and outside of work as I do believe we all strive to live life to our highest potential and that we just need a little bit of a reminder or good examples of how to make it happen in our own lives. So with that said, warm welcome and I hope you will enjoy this episode. Thank you everyone who has joined. This topic is on the very interesting topic about well-being and employee branding specifically in the new. So with that, I have invited um, Michelle Meyer, who is a HR and talent specialist, I would say. And for those of you who don't know know me, who I am, I'm the founder of Omla and we work with health and well-being. So that's sort of where my passion is. But I'm also really interested about understanding what employees want and how's them what's happening in the market especially right now we're in such a I would say crazy time in many ways so to get some insights of where we are and where we're heading then I would love to hear from you Michelle what you what you think so maybe you can just tell the audience a little bit about who you are and um, yeah what uh, what's your take on the current situation Super nice to be here with you this morning. Um, I'm um, uh, currently the CEO at an HR tech company, and we work with organizations helping them build uh, talent pipelines and also focusing on, you know, increasing a little bit the diversity when it comes to recruitment uh, and uh, helping to think more proactively about your next hire. Um and I've been in manager positions the last couple of years, previously worked at Tele2. Um, and um, yeah, very excited to talk about the topic uh, today with you, uh, the future of work and what employers have to offer to attract the best talent on the market. Yeah, and we've been going through some interesting times to say the least. I mean, we've had two years of a pandemic and now we're sort of facing I don't know if it's the great resignation or, you know, great depression. I don't want to think, um, I, I try to stay positive, but there are some like negative vibes out there and, and something we could be quite concerned about. So what are you currently seeing, Michelle, in the, in the market? I think one positive thing, if we start with the, you know, the, the pros is, I think there's still a lot of companies that are hiring um, and they're looking for talent. And when it comes to the employees or the, the talent out there, it seems like that the power is still with the talent and they actually have the potential or the possibility to choose their next employer. So that trend continues. 
um, that we've seen in the pandemic as well. Um, people are becoming much more aware of um, other parts of an organization other than, you know, the salary and maybe a couple of value words written on some sort of website. Uh, they evaluate the organizations differently. Uh, they want to, they expect more from the employer and they have the power to choose who they want to work with. So I think that we still see in the market. Yeah, okay. So the powers are still in the hands of the employees for for some time. And and what are the, the changes you see happening? What are people looking for today that they might might not were looking for a couple of years ago? I think before you know COVID hit us. Of course, we we have maybe you know due to digitalization adjusted our way of working in some ways, but we've definitely not um, gone into this full-on hybrid uh, as well as remote work culture that COVID has really you know in some ways forced us to do, and I think that people have realized that there's there's more to their life than just going to work nine to five or eight to five every day. Um, I think people have reconnected with their partners, with their families, and that's something that they don't want to lose. Uh, mm. they, they actually realize, okay, I I, I do live um, and I, I, I work so I can live. I don't live so I can go to work every day. Uh, so people are expecting I think the focus on salary and compensation has decreased to a certain extent. Now, of course, we see, you know, inflation rising. So I think this is a discussion that, of course, salaries have to be up to par to to the inflation levels. That's a, a, something that we should be aware of. But I think the focus has shifted to topics like well-being and other benefits at work related to you know more your own life flexibility work from home possibilities uh also people ask for time flexibility because not, not everybody is you know working nine to five is the best you know version of them maybe some people are more you know night owls others want to start really early in the morning so time flexibility flexibility when it comes to location but mm -hmm. also focus on wealth uh wealth <laughs> health and well-being um, we can definitely see that. Yeah, and big trends. Because <laughs> then I'm thinking, if it's all becomes like very much depending upon the um, the person, really, you know, what works. Some people enjoy really working from home. Some people really enjoy being at the office. How do you see companies being able to offer like a, a standard package about flexibility when they, they need to cater for so many different needs? I think that you hit the you hit the nail on the head there. I think a standard package is actually not working anymore. I think that organizations need to personalize a little bit more, um, cater towards the individuals, you know, interests and needs when it comes to um, putting together a benefit package. Um, and I think that could maybe become the new standard that you think of, like, okay. For some person, there is, you know, they might want to, you know, spend um, their bonus on self-development and, and like, uh, 
maybe use it for the you know friskwurzbitag is like a health benefit uh, while others maybe they value hard cash more than that so i think that employers need to be more flexible also when it comes to what they offer the employees and how they package it so you should have more options to choose mm-hmm. um and also if we're talking about you know the hybrid work model and stuff that's also something that's not working for everyone um so i think for many people the physical office has still a very important significance. So I think that's also something to know that I think it's only 10% that want to work purely remotely. So there's also, you know, this angle of personalization, giving employees the option to choose where they want to be. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it's really becoming a more indiv- individual choice. Mm. Yeah, and, and just to reflect upon that, I had a conversation with a client um, two days ago and they we were running a health and well-being program and it's been done completely digital uh, everyone participating in sessions remotely but now when we're planning for next year and it's possible to be in the office that was actually the one most common thing we got from the participants when asking for their feedback like oh can we do things now together can we go run together can we have a yoga session together can we do some mindfulness it was like this urge and to be together and doing those things i think that's uh that's really like what what we also see as a trend um when people like people want to come together with a purpose um with a purpose of team building with a purpose of brainstorming together so I think also going to the office or uh, doing another activity with your colleagues uh, there there is more of a purpose attached to it today than it has been before the pandemic uh, sort of if you sit at home you know you can do your excel file you can you know prepare your presentation and stuff like that but when you go to the office it's about creativity and and connecting reconnecting um so so there's you know the office becomes like a um Mm. a meeting spot uh and a spot for creativity so definitely can relate to that but now you talked a little bit about what you do with your clients isn't it time that you tell the audience a bit more about um and why you founded Alma because you're a quite young company and I really love what you're doing thank you yeah I found it uh Three years ago and um, having a background as a management consulting, working a lot with uh, creating change with the help of digital, but focusing more about the customer experience, um, I became much more interested in health and well-being. And also from my own experience, I definitely needed to learn tools to manage my mm-hmm. own stress levels. Um, but when I was able to do that, I felt like, um, why didn't I learn this day one when I signed up and joined Uh, I worked at Accenture and it was a a high pressure environment and so by getting access to these tools I felt I'm now much more capable to to run my own business to sort of create a balance even though life as an entrepreneur can be quite unbalanced and challenging in its own ways Um, but so what we try to do at Amla is creating health and well-being programs uh, to increase uh, you know engagement at the company to really foster uh, a culture that promotes um, their people 
and uh, we also then work uh, really close to experts so they have all the knowledge within uh, mental health physical health food and nutrition and we've also launched then some online programs together with our experts so it's really it's really fun i get to work with digital solutions uh, which I'm quite passionate about, but I'm also back in talking with big companies about how they can create a positive change. So I that's yeah, I enjoy that. It sounds like you love what you're doing. Uh, sounds amazing. So yeah, yeah, and I get to host those nice and... webinars with interesting people. So <laughs> I have a lot of fun in my work. Perfect. So, but when I'm still sort of curious based upon your experience and what I actually put in the invite uh, for people who's joined today, probably a bit curious, you know, when it comes to strengthening the employee value proposition, like what do you have any tricks or tricks of how to, to review that and reassess if you need to change it? So we work with a lot of um, large organizations that want to communicate with uh, talent in the market before they become actually an employee. And I think a lot of the content has changed during the last couple of years. Um, so maybe before we talked more about um, I don't know, there was, you know, images of people in, in suits and uh, very fancy looking and it's about career opportunities and how fast can you you know uh, become a manager at the company whereas I think today um, the topics you work with they are in the focus uh, we are talking about um, how does the company help you to stay healthy and happy um, how can you maintain a work-life balance how can you incorporate your private life uh, into you know your workplace and I talked with a, a large organization this week who said like you, you're supposed to bring your whole self uh, to the organization and feel like that you were accepted as that person and that's a pretty big and bold statement and not very easy to achieve because a lot in terms of um, like culture, corporate culture has to change to make that happen. But if we talk about concrete uh, tips, I think um, three things I could maybe highlight. First of all, I think organizations should be as authentic as possible when um, communicating with um, future employees, but also when it comes to um, uh, what they can offer as an organization. So I think it's important to talk about your purpose and your values and how that is reflected in the organization, but also dare to be, you know, not perfect, dare to be imperfect and show what you have as an ambition, but what is not working as of today. Um, so, you know, we, we might, you know, talk about diversity a lot these days, and there's probably a lot of organizations that want to become more diverse when it comes to their workforce, but they're not there yet. Uh, so that could be something, you know, to actually be quite humble about that. Hey, we're looking for, for people that are different from ourselves. We're not there yet, but we're really open to making that change now. And I think daring to be authentic as an organization will yield much more interest than trying to be that, you know, corporate face of very polished. Um, I think we, we can say goodbye to that. Mm, so um, be if we talk about that. 
Yeah. And more the human. Thing, <laughs> exactly. I think, and, you know, it also comes with the fact that we haven't only met in the corporate meeting room. We have now seen people's homes, their children, their dogs. Like, I think we all have become a little bit more human during the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And we're talking about number two, I think for me is like, uh, if you want to, you know, attract talent, you should first look at the talent that you actually have in your organization and make sure that you retain them. So if we're talking about like an employee value proposition, look at your current employees and make sure that they are engaged um, and make sure that they are happy and they want to stay with you. Uh, because also that is kind of a self-starter because they are such a strong you know brand ambassador for you and they will help you attract new talent if they are really happy um at where they are so that's my number two and number three we actually talked about already it's about being personalized in your offering customize what you can offer an employee uh, understand what what they value where are their priorities is it flexible work is it work from anywhere is it um health benefits uh, or is it a big bonus you know and and try to make a package that works for the the specific talent you want to hire mm. thank you mm. that was really concrete and and i can just add to that that i think it's great you know focusing on what you currently have being sort of happy with the talent pool that's uh, is within the company and really involve them in the process that's been my experience with this mm. uh, health and well-being programs it's not th- something that you need to uh, come up with yourself or within hr but involve the people ask them what do you want what would make you more engaged and there's great tools obviously to measure that but i also believe that just bring them in and have a workshop that also gets them into the office, you know, talk about what do you uh, want to know and learn and experience to be happy, engaged and, and stay healthy at work. But you said one interesting thing, you know, like if we're talking, you know, get people to the office to do a workshop. I think this uh, going back to the office is such a big point of contention right now in the work life. I mean, some people are super happy other people are like I don't want to you know really go to the office and my employer tries to force me I think it's so important that organizations think about like um, like making people want to meet it's about you know like wanting to come there seeing this as a place of inspiration and creativity uh, but still enabling the freedom I think that's also so important uh, that that this this office is not it's not about you know you have to get people to the office to be able to build a work culture. That's not what it is about. Like if you want people to meet um, and, you know, build relationships, that's what it's all about. Um, so I think some companies are facing quite high reten- uh, quite high resignation rates at the moment. And I think it's a continuation of the, the great resignation. And sometimes it feels like they're trying to solve that by forcing everybody to get back to the office. Mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, that's not the right way to go. I think, in my opinion, it's about inspiring people to to want to meet and want to interact and be creative together. Yeah, no, I definitely. And I think we are, I mean, human beings, we are social creatures. So there's definitely an innate sort of need for us to meet. Um, so if you just take that into consideration but then maybe think about how how to make it happen at the bigger scale 
What do you see as the challenge to culture change, Michelle? I think probably one of the biggest things that COVID changed is like it made the workplace uh, a bit more, I, I would say it bro broke down hierarchies uh, to a great extent uh, because we all kind of, you know, we were in the same boat. Everybody was at home and everybody was a bit more human, as we already said, you know, uh, and the, the sort of the power distance became like reduced. Um, and it it kind of makes corporate culture um forces companies actually to rethink how they um how they want their employees to interact like it's not about control exerting control and you know it's more about getting people to work together um and i think it's not like um that that excludes measuring stuff it's not that we all want to you know be happy and just have a lazy life it's still about people want to perform but it's like um they want to perform because they inherently feel that they're contributing to something that's something that a lot of people value so much higher today than maybe two or three years ago so reduce power distance in my opinion and and less hierarchies and more collaboration and i think some companies actually reflecting that in their kpis uh, i actually met a company this week that are paying people based on how they help others and how they also get help uh, and like receive help and that's really like fostering a collaborative culture mm. what do you see as the biggest change uh i believe that there is um i mean the shift uh, from maybe being in much more hybrid workplace is creating um, or you sort of need different skills as a leader um if you didn't have them before there's another way to lead your team and build a team and build culture when you're not meeting on a day-to-day -day basis so i think it comes down a lot to what attitudes and behavior you want to foster and really start with them the top management needs to show that like if you where I know before even before the pandemic we talked about a psychological safety it's you need to feel safe and be able to express yourself as an employer um, or employee and then how does that work now in this setting so how can you be authentic and show up and get support from um, the people around you And uh, how do you as a leader demonstrate that you trust your employees to do their work, even though you don't see them? So I, I think there can be a trust issue if you believe that the person needs to come into the office and be monitored to be able to do the work. There's something there we haven't really, uh, yeah, we're not there yet, I think, when it comes to what leadership skills we need in, in the new hybrid work. There's definitely a lot of actually also pressure on leaders uh, to make this this work. And I think also organizations should think about how can they support their the current leaders in this to give them the right tools. But also if you want to attract, you know, talent when it comes to leadership, you want to hire managers. What do you give them as an onboarding? What kind of tools do you give them to succeed in this space? Because it's not easy to be a leader during these times. So I think that's also important to think about, actually. It's not, um, it's not that easy to be 
to foster a collaborative culture across hybrid workspaces where people are in different places. You still need to make sure everybody is included on the same level, whether they're on the screen, whether they're in the room. Uh, and then it's also, you know, reduce the level of control, increase the level of trust. It is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky challenge, actually. <laughs> I just want to sort of um, conclude on this really interesting uh, topic and um, say that if you're interested in working more with your employee value proposition together with me, I'm offering one-on-one -on -one session where we look at your EVP and look at health and well-being being part of it like how can we uh, boost your proposition to to really be attractive in this new world so I will uh, share a link uh, to everyone who signed up so you will get some more information and um, I can just add one thing to that uh, we discussed it before we started the webinar but we are in these times now where there's so many macro factors that impact how we are actually able to perform at work. Um, for example, we have been in the pandemic, then we were hit by a war, now we are facing a gloomy recession. So it's not uh, the way to go for companies to only me measure hardcore performance and to promise growth as a key to happiness, because in many industries that's probably not going to be possible at the moment uh, without painting a too dark picture, but it's, it's about, you know, actually sitting out and like, withstanding a downturn together and still keeping happy and healthy mentally uh, that is so important and we can't only just run after this two percent three percent growth 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 it's it's more than that that we have to give people today uh, to to make them stay at your workplace uh, also during tough times so that's something I would like to add here <laughs> perfect that was the perfect final sentence and now we will uh, thank all of you who joined. Fantastic. And thank you, Michelle, again, for answering and being part of this. Thank you. And I hope you have a really great weekend now, everyone. And yes, um, can be happy and healthy today and <laughs> tomorrow and going forward. So thank you so yeah. much, Mia, for inviting me. <laughs> of course, anytime. Yes, stay happy and healthy, everyone. And enjoy your Friday. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening in and remember to subscribe so you get notified when we release our next episode of this podcast. And you can always reach out to me. You can connect on LinkedIn or send me an email on miriam at omla.se. And I wish you a beautiful rest of your day and your week, hoping you are staying healthy, happy and thriving wherever you are in the world. Bye bye.